0: Gather around, boys and girls. It is time for another story brought to you by Gathering Strength, the podcast, with your boy, Ruby Rube, and you already know who's with me, DJ Khaled. Hit him with another one. What a beautiful day. You know what? When I rise and when I wake up, I greet the day with a big Kipasa! I throw my arms up, and I say, What's up, day? And then we give each other chest bumps and high fives, and we talk about all the greatness that we're going to be doing, all all the good things. Ah, what a beautiful day. Do you rise and wake up with energy? Because I do. You know, there is that initial sleep inertia, and sleep inertia is the transition between waking up from sleep and becoming awake, and during that time, during that time, during your sleep inertia, uh, your your ability to decide and make choices are diminished, because hey, you're halfway, you're halfway asleep, and if we listen to that sleepy, that little sleepy mind that doesn't want to wake up, and we don't make the right choice, and we hit that snooze button for the tenth time. What could have been a W that we would have began our day with is now, eh, you started the day with a 2 out of a 10. Oh, not me. When my alarm wakes up, I rise like Hulk Hogan being initially slammed, but then the, the crowd starts cheering for him and he just pops up. Whoosh! That's me. When my alarm goes off. I do not hit the snooze button, because I'm not a snoozer. I just pop up, and like I said, greet the day with a kipasa. We give each other chest bumps, high fives, and we fire each other out. We fire each other up. Now, what am I going to be talking about today? Am I going to be talking about cement? No, that topic is Far too hard to talk about. Get it, cement, hard. <laughs> uh, I crack myself up, even if it's the only person. Now today I'm going to be talking about something much, much better than cement. Who wants to get into the to the nitty gritty of cement? Sure, it's important. Asphalt? Let's get into that hot asphalt talk. We'll talk about all types of cements and asphalts. And hey, who knows? You know what? There's probably a niche podcaster out there. A niche YouTuber who is talking about cement and asphalt and just making that asphalt money. That hot cement money. They're just rolling in it. They just talk about cement and asphalt all day. And they're just like, hey, you know what, I'll laugh all the way to the bank. Well, good for them. But on this podcast, we're going to be talking about stuff that makes us strong. We gather our strength at this podcast, Gathering Strength. Today, I'm going to be talking about lust. Oh, yeah. Not the sexual desire type where you see a hot person of the opposite sex and you just want to go over and start humping their leg. Not that type of lust. I'm going to be talking about, um, as, as I said, not the sexual desire type of lust, but the things that we that we all want. The things that we desire so much. And the things that we can never get enough of. If we don't check ourselves. And if we don't make ourselves aware... That we are indeed lusting after something. Now, when you lust for something, it means you you absolutely just gotta have it. It is the only thing you think about. You just you're not gonna be satisfied until you get it. You just want it so bad. You're lusting after it. Like I said, this this lust can. Encompass more than a sexual desire even though it probably felt pretty good once you got it And you started to make sweet love into whatever that item was Now here is a example When I started photography when I started to When the light bulb in my head went off and I was like hey, you know what I can I can make some money doing this I can do a little side hustle I can I can boost my income so I started to do my research into photography and there's so many cameras to choose from so many things to buy so many lenses what type of photographer wh- what kind of photographer do you want to be you want to do you want to do on a real estate photography portraits cars you want to take pictures exclusively of gerbils Once again, there's probably a hot gerbil photographer out there on YouTube creating a podcast, racking in millions of hot gerbil photography. But when it comes to starting a new skill, getting into a new hobby, there is a, a potential to get into gear lust. Now, going back to my photography comparison when I was getting into it and I was researching certain cameras to buy that would be the best type of camera body for the type of photography that I was going to be doing and then also searching out the the budget. How much do I want to spend? Now there's cameras out there that are $300. You can buy some used You can go get one for free, maybe down at the Goodwill if you're lucky. But that's not what what we want, right? We want the best. What's the best out there? What's the best our money can buy? Let me lust after something. Let me get a camera that has all the bells, all the whistles. Let me spend my last dollar on something that I will absolutely never, never use and absolutely do not need. Now, when we start to lust after these items that tickle our fancy, that make our nipples hard when we when we think about it, we, we want something that we absolutely don't need. Now, to get into photography, you do need a camera. So I had to buy a camera that was within my budget and provided me with the necessary... Uh, tools that would allow me to create the photographs that I wanted. For example, not to get into too much detail about the camera that I chose, but one important feature that I wanted, it needed to be a full-frame sensor, which has the best best light sensor for for low-light capabilities. And that cost a little bit more money, but after I did my research, I identified some options, and I made a choice. Now, after a while, that camera, you, when you first get it, you're all excited about it. it. It serves its purpose. You are getting the job done. The tool is meeting its need. But after a while, you start to grow. You start to get into these forums that talk about everything photography. And in technology, Technology moves so fast that even if I were to have purchased the very best camera at that year, three months later, a better camera is going to come out. A a camera that is faster, a camera that has a broader spectrum of versatility, a better light sensor. It's going to be lighter. Everything. Everything about the cameras of the future are going to be better than the one that I have right now. Now, to take a quote from Theodore Roosevelt, Comparison is the robber of joy, in which case I was satisfied with my camera, but time went on and these new cameras came out. Guess what I start to do? Oh, I have a magazine full of cameras and I'm looking at that camera gear. With the same lustful eye as a teenager with a brand new, fresh Playboy. Oh, I'm looking at the specs, just drooling. Oh, wow, this camera has this dynamic range. This camera can do this. Oh, my camera can't do any of that. And the next thing you know, my, my camera... My camera's looking at me on the shelf. And my camera's thinking... This guy, how dare he? I have been loyal to him. I have been fulfilling his needs. I have been doing everything that he wants. And he's over there looking at some other Hoochie Mama brand new younger cameras. And then I catch my my camera looking at me and I hide the magazine. I'm like, I'm sorry, baby. You know, it's only you, girl. It's just me and you, camera. You're my ride or die. I don't care that these cameras are, are smaller, and lighter, and can do things that you can only imagine. I'm going to stay loyal to this camera. And then, you know, that's, that's just the camera. Oh, now we have these camera lenses. There's so many choices. You know, once again, you have to have a lens. ...or a couple lenses... ...because there's not... In, ...in the world of photography... ...there's not one lens to rule them all... ...you have to, once again... ...identify what type of photography you want to do... ...what are some of the focal lens, lengths... ...that you want to be able to cover... ...and in the in the wedding photography world... ...there's something called a Holy Trinity... ...you want your wide-angle lens... ...for the venues... ...for the interior of rooms... You want your mid length, your your workhorse so to speak, which would be like a 24 to 70. And then you want a nice beautiful portrait lens. Which could be like a, a, a prime lens, a 135 F point two prime lens. That'll that'll produce some beautiful beautiful portraits. But if you want some versatility, you might need something that has a zoom such as a 70 to 200 f2.8, which is what your boy Ru- Ruby Ruby ended up getting. Now that I have identified the type of photos that I want to create, I, I have identified the versatility that I need to have to get my job done. And I made what rewind, I did the research. And identified some lenses that I needed that would get that would allow me to get the job done. I purchased those three lenses, and I, I've been able to create some, some great work. Oh, but once again, time goes by and my lenses get old. And technology once again produced some. Much newer lenses with better clarity. Maybe those lenses, those brand new lenses have larger apertures. Which allow even more light to touch and grace and tickle my internal light sensor that resides in my camera. Oh, and now I start, once again, I have that that uh, photography gear magazine open. And I'm looking at it like a hustler. Uh, A teenager looking at a hustler, and I'm just drooling. And my nipples are hard just imagining all, all of the wonderful photos that I could potentially create if I were to buy this brand new camera with these brand new lenses. Oh, my life would be so complete. Right? Isn't that how it works? Do you agree? And then you, you you have to experience going through those lustful those lustful experiences. And you know, what? this was just photography. You can spend all your money on just photography gear. Things that you don't need. Things that are irrelevant, things that are just going to turn into clutter and paralyze you with choices for example when i i found the best work that i did was when i just brought one single lens to some of these these portrait sessions and when i when i left the other lenses at home and just decided to bring one that eliminated all of the other choices that i needed to make and now because i just have this one lens i'm now able to just focus on the shot That this lens will be able to use. And one one lens is plenty. When you can focus on just creating. And not worrying about, oh, should I put this lens on? Should I put that lens on? Oh, and then now you're swapping back and forth. You're taking up more time. And that time that you spend swapping on the lens. Swapping off the lens. Thinking about, hey, should I take use this lens? All of that is wasted energy. The energy as it pertains to photography and creating awesome images should be going into that creative process. That was a cool experience that, that uh, illuminated some of the psychological aspects that create paralysis by analysis because it is stressful. When you have too many choices, that, that creates stress. And now you're uncertain. And now you're living with regret. Oh, I should have done this, I should have done that. But when you have identified your style of shooting... And you you can see exactly how the lens will create... Hey, you, that's a way to elevate your game. And now I have identified... Some gear lust as it pertains to photography. What about the things that we desire when it comes to a a new wardrobe? You know, buying some new shoes. There's a turn of the season. Hey, winter's coming. I'm going to need a new winter coat. I'm going to need some new clothes. I'm going to need new this. Summer's coming. I'm going to need a new summer wardrobe. I can't wear the same clothes that I did last year during summer, even though they're completely... ...completely good and useful. Spring comes around, got to get that new spring wardrobe. Got to get a, a brand new pair of Yeezys. Now we need to ask ourselves... ...am I lusting after new uh, new clothes? What is the a, a higher goal? If you have a goal to be a little bit more financially secure... ...to prepare for an inevitable storm that is on the horizon... Well, if you don't get your your lustful thinking and desires under control and you spend all your money on clothes, on a brand new wardrobe, on this superfluousness, then when that emergency does come knocking on your door and it's it's encompassing your whole world, you're going to be looking at these clothes and thinking, man... I didn't need all this stuff. And once again, your closet is overflowing. You can't close your dressers because they're stuffed and filled to the brim because you didn't get a a control over your lustful ways. Before we go out and make another purchase, we need to ask ourselves, this is something that that I've asked myself. And once again, these aren't my own words. I don't, I can't, exactly identify where this knowledge or wisdom came from. I'm sure it's been spoken about many times from various people from all, all of the greats. But ask ourselves, do I need this? Do I need this? Or do I want this? Now, I'm not suggesting that we all live like monks with living with a one fork, one bowl, one spoon. Uh, that that's not well that's not fun to me. Sure there's some monks out there who will try to persuade you to to live like that. But I uh, I'm not trying to live like that. But I am trying to identify some of these things that rob me of my time, effort, and money. And the question that I asked myself before. I make a purchase, do I need this, or do I want this? And if I don't need it, then then the answer is is clear. I don't need it, I want it. And I'm giving in to my, my flesh and my desire. And the, the item that I don't need, but want, I know that when I buy it, it's going to give me a, a little dopamine hit. I'm going to feel good standing at the register swiping my card, going through that whole ritual of buying something new. I'm going to get it home, and then it's going to go amongst the other things that have at one time been new, but they are now old, and therefore cast aside. And because of that, I took a little drop out of my bank, or maybe even a a big drop, a bucket full of money, and you gave it over to your your desire and here here's another thing about desire is that i'm going to go back to photography and introduce another aspect of why we lust after things and that is because we are introduced to snobs the snobbery of people and snobs are in every single industry there's a car snob who's gonna judge you on the items that you are happy with, but because we we have or that person has projected how they feel about your items, you're you're gonna look at your item and it's 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 gonna lose its value. And you're like, man, you know, you're right. I need to up my grade, my my game. I need to go out and buy something that's gonna satisfy you, my guy, because I care about what you think and I want you to think highly of me. So, I'm going to go out and buy that item that is relevant and equivalent to you. So, I can be on your level. If you think this is cool, I think you're cool. So, I want to be cool. So, I'm going to go out and buy this item so I can be cool. And to my estimation, the things that can be bought as it comes to, you know, like material possessions... Those are the things that are, that are the cheapest. Things that can't be bought. Like health. Being nice. Showing gratitude. Showing up on time. Listening. Giving back. Those things can't be bought. But I can go out and buy a, a brand new car. To try to to impress people who I don't know. And... Try to impress people that that are equally blind. Once again, identifying your lust and identifying the answer to the question, do I need this or do I want this? And if you want it, ask ask yourself another question. Why do I want it? Why do I want it so bad that I feel compelled and cannot stop myself from buying it? Once again, I'm not trying to persuade you to go out and YOLO every now and then. Hey, go out and buy something nice. You work hard. But we also have to plan and prepare for the future. And we also need to declutter our lives so that we can focus on tasks that are of a higher value. And when we are are out spending all of our money and out spending all of our time and distracted by all of the little lustful desires that we can't get power back over that robs us of our energy of our time, our effort. It robs us of so much. Think about the small fortune of things that have accumulated in our houses and our homes and our living areas that if we had the option to trade it all in back for the money, I would trade in so much things. My uh, my garage is full of all types of superfluousness. And if I'm if if I was able to get some money back for all that stuff, I'm sure I could have a yard sale. But once again, that's taking time away from me pursuing a higher goal, dream, and desire. I wasn't put on this earth to to have a, a, a yard sale. I wasn't put on this earth to buy and collect and hoard a a bunch of things. Like I said, there, there's nothing wrong with living it up, treating yourself out, collecting a few things that inspire you, hanging a few things of uh, 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 hanging a few pieces of art on your wall that motivate and remind you of who you are and what what you were here here to do on this earth and that that's what what art good art is supposed to do. It's supposed to inspire you. It's supposed to remind you that beauty exists and that there's a higher calling for these artists to go out and, and to create. Going back to the photography world, there was some um, There were some people who I would meet in that photography world, and we would talk shop. And they would talk about their top-of-the-line gear, how this and that, and they would even thumb their nose to learn about the camera that I was shooting with. And if I was if I didn't have a good head on my shoulders and if I didn't have a thick skin and if I were to try to live a life to impress everybody, then I would have less money. I would I would have felt bad about my camera. I would have felt envious and maybe even jealous to not have the camera that they were shooting with. But I, I realized I realized what land they were coming from, and they were coming from a land of the lo- of the loser. Because when you get to a place and you start to to judge other people on what they have m- materialistically, when, when you judge them, uh, that, that's a, a lower quality mindset. And how do, how do I know that that person with the nicer car or that person with the nicer camera, how do I know that they didn't go into debt to try to buy that? And now, here's, here's two aspects to, to consider. One, that person judging you on the item that you have, whether it's a car or just name it, whatever. That person judging you and uh, the, the snob, the snobbery of that person. They're looking at you, judging you, and inside their own mind, they know that they don't even own that item that they possess. They had to go into debt, so they didn't even work for it. They're paying interest on it, and yet here they are looking at you judging. Strange, right? So the next time, when someone is is judging you and they they might have something that's a little bit better that's fine be okay with what you have learn to go without ask yourself before you make a purchase do i need this do i want this and then if it's not something that you absolutely need but it's something that you want ask yourself why do i want it are you do you want it because you can't stop yourself from buying it because your maturity is not leading you down a path that is going to answer the call of a higher value item later on down the road? Or is it essentially you throwing an internal fit and that purchase is equivalent to a, to a baby's baba? When a baby starts to cry, you give the baby a little chipone, a little pacifier, a little baba, a little suckle from the teeth, from the mother, and you get that baby to stop crying. And sometimes when we give in to our impulses and our desires, that is what we're doing to ourselves. We we need a little a little chip on to make us feel better, a little baby's baba. That is all for today, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? I think that I'm going to be start starting a new segment word of the day. The word of the day for you is imperturbable. Imperturbable. What does that mean? Hey, I'm glad you asked. To be imperturbable means that no matter what anyone does to you, no matter what they say, no matter what they do, they cannot rob you of your joy, of your happiness. They cannot upset you they are like the waves crashing on a cliffside, on a mighty cliffside. That rock stands imperturbed, just taking it. And once they are done, you know, throwing their, f- their fit, subjecting you to to your uh, their wrath, you remain imperturbed. You're not going to stoop down to their level. Nope, not you, because you are imperturbable. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and give me a a like, subscribe, share. That's going to start to become part of my vernacular, my words of economy. Hey, a new word for tomorrow is going to be lexicon. So I'm going to leave you with a cliffhanger. Oh, I'm already getting better at this. Leaving you with a cliffhanger. Tune in for the next episode where I'm going to teach you a new word lexicon. Don't cheat and look it up on your own because, hey, your boy Ruby Ruby got you covered. Until next time, it's onward. Always onward.